friends, my name is Rick Pasquale. I'm the pastor of ICF Rome, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I know God's got a word for you. And if you'll just sit back and listen to this word today, I know God can change your life. So listen up. God's got something to say to you. Amen. So when uh, Pastor Rick preached the message of ready for the trumpet in April, and in May he preached the message ready for the call, we were not aware that he's preparing us to be ready for adventure. And as he said, we never know what the Lord's plans are in our lives. So when Pastor Jen said the, the theme for June is ready for adventure, I was wondering, what does adventure have to do with the Word of God? So I looked up the dictionary to try and understand what adventure really means. We do understand what adventure means, but I wanted to see what the English dictionary says about adventure. And the English dictionary defines adventure as an unusual and exciting and daring experience. It's a reckless or potentially hazardous action or enterprise. So the word reckless caught my attention because it reminded me of the song, Reckless Love of God. And it is a love that we do not deserve. But he loves us anyway, regardless of how we live, regardless of how we do our lives. So, and again, last week, some things happened, and I was leaving the office. And sometimes you react in life differently to certain situations. Or sometimes you don't react. As you grow older, you realize that you don't have to react to everything, but you think it anyway. So I was thinking that maybe Life would be easier if before I take any action or before I say anything, I consciously ask the Holy Spirit what he thinks about the situation. And I had to laugh because I thought if I did that, I'd probably not do anything that I want to do or anything I want to say. So my question to you today is that if you consulted the Holy Spirit every day before you did or said anything, what would happen? if you were to ask yourself that question. For me, I probably wouldn't do more than 50% of the things I do or say. Not that there are things that are bad. Mostly Christians try not to do bad things, but sometimes we are judgmental or, or maybe are not very patient in such, such situations. So the scripture of the month teaches us that the Lord will show us the path of life. So it's in Psalms 16:11. It says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So when I was walking today to church, I thought that if somebody asked me for a direction and it wasn't far, I'll probably walk with them towards that direction. And I thought that I would be showing them the direction they were going to and they would be in my presence. So what type of companion would I be when I'm working with them? So most of the time we like quoting the scripture saying, in your presence is fullness of joy, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Not realizing that for me it don't be that I have to allow God to show me the path of life. When God shows me the path of life, I'm in his presence and I'm working with him. And there I'll have fullness of joy. And at his right hand I'll have pleasures forevermore. 
So to, I divided the title of the message today in three parts. You will show me the path of life is point number one. Point number two is in your presence is fullness of joy. And point number three is at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So we'll start with point number one. How does God show us the path of life? Because he says, he promises that he will show us the path of life. God shows us the path of life through his word, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He also places into our lives spiritual leaders, spiritual authority, whom we are called to respect. At the same time, he places us in a Christian community like now. And it's good to keep this Christian community around you because they hold you accountable. The spiritual authority in your life also teaches you, guides you, and holds you accountable. So, through the word of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, be under spiritual authority whom you have to respect and be under Christian community. I think just during this COVID uh, pandemic period, we realized that having the opportunity to pray together, to fellowship together, kind of gave us the strength to move on. It looked difficult, but if you look back through the year, sometimes we don't understand how we, we made it through. And sometimes, probably some of your friends ask you, are you okay, is everything fine? For me, when I'm asked that question, I get surprised, but then I realized that not everybody has the privilege of fellowshipping with others, meeting others, praying together. It makes a difference in your life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So you can choose to do life on your own or with God. And I had four things on how to do life with God. Through reading His Word, memorizing His Word, meditating upon His Word, and praying back His Word to Him. I think Pastor Rick really was pushing us last year to read the Bible, memorize the Bible, meditate on the Bible, and pray the Word. I think the beginning of this year, the Wednesday power prayer was basically praying the Word of God. So that's how you can do life with God. That way He'll show you the path of life. The Bible says in Psalms 11 that your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. If you hide the word of God in your heart by reading it, the Holy Spirit will have something to work with. Sometimes you might not understand what you're reading, or you don't really have to memorize the exact uh, chapter. If you can, even better. If not, somehow the Holy Spirit will remind you that this is the word you need right now. I think most of you have experienced when you're fellowshipping with sisters in Christ, they might tell you something and you say, oh, that comes from this verse. And they'll say, no, I don't know. I just got it. It's because the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance what you need to know at the right moment. The second scripture I want to share with you is Psalms 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God is the lamp at your feet that shows you, that lights up the path in your life. Because in this world, it can be dark sometimes. But if you have the word of God, it lights the path and ensures that you're staying in the path that God wants you to go. Obviously, sometimes you can detour, but God has a way of bringing you back to the right path where he wants you to go. And he's very gracious because even when you lose track, he will use those experiences you had when you lost track to bring you back on track and your life will be a living testimony to other people. Praise God. And one of my favorite scriptures, which is also a challenge to me, is Joshua 1.8. It says, this book of the law 
shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you will observe to do according to all that's written in it. And the best part says, and then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Many times in life we want to be prosperous and we want to be successful. And here is the key. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and observe according to all that's written in it, and then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. All the answers that you need are in God's word from the book of Genesis to Revelation. It shows you the path of life. It tells you what decisions you need to make at what time, and it kind of nudges you to make sure you're staying on the path of life that the Lord wants you to stay in. And of course, you might be doing what the Bible tells you to do. You might be reading the Bible, you might be praying and fellowshipping with other Christians, but life is looks like it's not fair for you. You might be observing everything God wants you to do, but your life may seem hopeless. You may be facing challenges, you may be going through pain, disappointment, sickness, Things might not just seem right, but even in that situation, God is with you. Pastor Rick always says, if God made us, he can fix us. And that's why he says we need to keep moving forward with the word of God, pushing forward the vision that the God gave him. And you can see he's a living example of that. Regardless of the circumstances around him, he wants us to move forward and he's moving forward with us. So in this journey, regardless of the situation you're going through, you're not alone. The Lord is with you. In Joshua 1.9, he says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So you are never alone. The Lord your God is always with you, regardless of what you're going through. And God's ways is not man's ways. That, that is what I always say. So we might have great plans for our lives. And... We might even pray to God to bless these plans. But the question is, is it what God wants us to do? Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. So even if you have your own plans and it doesn't go the way you want it to go, don't worry. The Lord's purposes in your life will prevail, and God's purposes for you are better than your own. So do not worry. The Lord is with you. Be strong and courageous. Praise God. And sometimes it might appear that you've prayed and prayed and prayed, and God is not answering your prayer. God answers all our prayers, but not the way we want him to answer our prayers. He knows what is ahead of us. So sometimes he lets us go through some things to prepare us for the giants that are ahead of us. So when you're going through difficulties, you can... Try and seek counsel from your spiritual leaders. Call your brothers and sisters in Christ to pray with you to build you up, but do not be dismayed. Try and see what God is trying to teach you during that time, because he's preparing you for something bigger than you expect. And during that time, again, you're not our own, because he's our shepherd. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He restores our soul. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we should fear no evil, for the Lord is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. 
He prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil. Our cups will run over. And surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And things will definitely not always be perfect in your Christian journey. And that might be a challenge because you say, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, He'll supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. And then maybe those who are kind of skeptical about Christ will say, well, your life doesn't look like, it should, like you profess it to be. But don't worry, because the Lord says in Psalms 30, joy comes in the morning. Weeping may do for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And how do we find that joy? In his presence. So that brings me to point number two. In your presence is fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. When the worship is being raised up in spirit and in truth, the Lord inhabits the presence of his people and you feel joy. Even when you're in pain somehow, you'll be feeling pain, you'll be discouraged, but out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The joy of the Lord, which is your strength. And in God's presence, the joy is in its highest and purest form. It's not happiness, because happiness is temporary. But the joy of the Lord is pure. It is just, it overflows. And you cannot explain it. You cannot contain it. And people around you will look at you and say, there must be something different about you. I believe that wherever you are, at your workplace, in your families, you might be facing difficulties, but somehow, when you lift your praise up, the joy of the Lord is reflected in your countenance. So keep praising God and stay in His presence. As I've said, the joy comes from inside, regardless of the external circumstances. It, not, it doesn't matter whether you have a job. It doesn't matter whether you're able to pay your rent. It just doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You could be mourning, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. It is somehow interlinked with faith because it's not about what you're seeing, but what you're hoping in God. Hebrews 11 one says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I asked them to put up the partial translation, which says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is unseen. So it's not about what you see. It is about what God has promised you and what is going to come. Praise God. So as I've said before, you may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but fear not, for the Lord is with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. His goodness and mercies will follow you all the days of your lives as you dwell in his house forever and ever. Amen. Paul wrote in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He said rejoice in the Lord always, and he added, again, I will say rejoice. So how do we rejoice? How do we rejoice in the Lord? We rejoice in the Lord through worship. And worship is not just singing. You can worship God at your job. The way you do your job can be worship, and it can minister to your colleagues. Uh, the way you cook can be worship. It can minister to those who are going to eat the food. The way you take care of your children can be worship. And 
you will impart that knowledge to your children. So anything you do when you're serving in church, the hosting team, the way they, 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 they welcome you in church, the way they pray over you when you come in, it is a form of worship. When I see the way the hosting team prepares this sanctuary before the second service, they just do it with their whole heart. They're serving God, not people. And that is also a form of worship. We did that earlier today. The worship team led us so well, so wonderfully in the presence of God. And in Psalms 100, he commands us to worship him. It is a song of praise for the Lord's faithfulness to his people. The psalmist commands us that make a joyful noise to the Lord, O you lands. So I say, make a joyful shout to the Lord, I see from. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, ICF Church family. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing, knowing that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures forever. Amen. As you can see, we have so many forevers today. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. As I say, when you're in God's presence, people around you will definitely notice something different about you. Because the joy comes from within. It is the joy of the Lord, which you say it is your strength. And they will definitely want something you have. It is the joy that comes from your walk with God, from your hope in God, from your faithfulness in God. So wherever you are, out of your bellies will always flow rivers of living water. Not just water, but living water. Praise God. Amen. So in the adventure with God, we might be going through challenges. And these challenges might make us anxious. We will be anxious if we focus on the negative, most definitely. If you focus on what's happening around you, like now, last year and now, if you focus on what's happening around you, if you just focus on what the media and the news is saying, you will become anxious. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus with prayer and supplication, you will have peace. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, make your request be known to God. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the best comes after. What happens if you do that? And the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding will guide your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Praise God. And uh, when I was on Philippians 4, I said, we cannot be in Philippians 4 and leave out the favorite scripture of the grandmother of the house, that is Pastor Rick's mom. Her favorite scripture was Philippians 4, 8. It says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You'll notice when you watch, let's say, a movie, and it's kind of rough, your spirit will be similar and anxious and settled. 
If you watch the news and it's only bad reports, your spirit will be unsettled. But if you read the word of God somehow, it grants you peace. If you worship the Lord, it grants you peace. If you choose to think only on good things, you will have peace. And I think it brings me back to the first point I said. If you had to ask the Holy Spirit consciously before you speak, before you make a decision, I'm sure the Holy Spirit will bring you back to the Word of God. And the Word of God will grant you the peace that you desire. The peace that surpasses all human understanding. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So keep the praise up and you will experience the joy of the Lord. The Bible tells us that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. There's always an atmosphere shift when you worship God in spirit and in truth. So when you listen to the word of God, when the Lord shows you the path of life, when you're working with him and you experience his presence, you're definitely at his right hand side. And this brings me to point number three. At the right hand of the Father are pleasures forevermore. At the right hand of the Father are pleasures forever and more. It's forever. Forever is already good, but it is and more. So it is so much that you cannot contain. A lot of times we are looking for pleasure in life, but you can find it at the right hand of the Father. When people go on adventure, they are looking for pleasure. But I believe that pleasure is temporary. For example, if you go to watch a movie, you pay for that pleasure, and it's temporary. When the movie is over, the pleasure is over. Not that you shouldn't go to watch movies. You should, to entertain yourself. But at the right hand of the Father are pleasures forevermore. In whatever you're doing, in whatever adventure you're seeking in life, just make sure you stay on track at the path that the Lord is leading you, you will receive his joy, and at his right hand you will receive pleasures forevermore. Praise God. So what happens at the right hand of the Father? I ask myself, what happens at the right hand of the Father? Four things, but I believe there's more, because forever and there's more. I took four because we cannot go through all the list. So I say, the first one is you will inherit it. You will inherit the kingdom prepared for you. You will inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Matthew 25, 34 says, Then the king will say to those on his side, on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So the Lord has prepared gifts for you in this life. He chose you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knows your tomorrow. He knows what you need now. So do not be anxious. Just stay at the right hand of the Father. You will inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for he knows the plans he has for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I like to say a great future. Praise God. And number two, he will renew your strength. We need strength in this world. The Lord will renew your strength if you stay at his right hand. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So stay at the presence of the Lord. He will grant you strength. Whatever you're going through in life, you will not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. Praise God. Amen. 
The third thing which is really what we need in life is you will fight your battles. In life we face a lot of challenges, but the Lord will fight your battles. Don't try to fight your battles on your own. Just leave it to God. He'll take care of everything. Sometimes you might want to do something, but just let God be God. Don't try to be God. Psalms 110 one says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Exodus 14.14 14, The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So, hold your peace. In any situation, hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you. Praise God. The best is that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. In Ephesians 1.20, we see that when God raised Christ from the dead, he sat he, he him at his right hand. It says, which when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand. The best is in Ephesians 1.22, it says, Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. When you sit with Christ at the right hand of the Father, you are seated far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. That means nothing can touch you. Nothing can touch you because you're the child of God. Praise God. So as we have fellowship today, praying that the Lord will show us the path of life in his presence, his fullness of joy, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. You can receive this promise, and not just a promise on Psalm 1611, but all God's promises from Genesis to Revelations. Just read the Bible. Genesis to Revelations, so many promises, it cannot run over. You will receive all these promises if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you accept Jesus and start working with God, reading his word, staying in fellowship with other Christians, having that spiritual leadership over you, you will receive God's promises. He will walk with you every day. You will experience his joy regardless of what you're going through and you receive pleasures forever and more praise god so it is not difficult to access these keys that we've spoken about today jesus told thomas in john 14 6 he said i'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me it is not complicated to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You confess with your mother, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. For with a heart one believes, and with a mouth confession is made. So if you make that confession, definitely you can claim all God's promises from Genesis to Revelation. Praise God. In a short while, Pastor Rick will be praying with the online service church family. And here we'll just open up our hearts and seek God and ask him to cleanse us with his word, cleanse us with the blood of Jesus as we receive his word and his promises in our lives. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Bless God. Angel. Hallelujah.